when I started watching Notre Dame football five years ago with my daughter Maggie, I had no idea that I was creating a fanatic. Now, as a 16-year-old, my daughter has not only become a huge Notre Dame fan, but also an expert in all things college football. So much so that we decided to start a podcast together. This is A Dad and a Daughter Talk Notre Dame Football. Okay, everybody, it is Sunday. Uh, We're around the family table here. Uh, I'm Matthew. I'm with my daughter, Maggie, and we're ready to talk some Notre Dame football. On a Sunday, we had a birthday in the house, kind of took precedence over our podcast, but we're back. We have thoughts. Maggie, how's it going? It's Sunday, which is kind of weird, considering we usually do it on Friday, because now I'm like ramping up for the new week. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm just getting off my break, so... Actually, looking forward to going back to work tomorrow. So, uh, but let's talk Notre Dame football. We have now had uh, this recording had seven spring practices, and we, Maggie and I, have both been following them very closely. Thanks to the Irish Breakdown, which is a great uh, site. I think it's through Illustrated um, that we've been following along, and they show a lot of clips from the practices. So, if you're interested, I would strongly, highly recommend going to check it out. Uh, but anyway, what have your been thoughts? Your thoughts so far, Maggie, on the uh, who's shined, who's done well who do you looking forward to seeing who's impressed you what are your thoughts on the practices yeah so i watched brian kelly's press conference which was on friday kind of wrapping things up from this week of practice and he addressed multiple things um first of all on the offensive line it seems like we're still kind of figuring out um who we want to play those position positions and he's very name starters because he wants to still have that competition and no one to really have security. Um, And therefore, um, we could have Zeke Corral at center or Jarrett Patterson, which is something he brought up. And he also brought up that Blake Fisher and Rocco Spindler, who are mid-year enrollees, um, are getting some work on the first team as well. Yeah, yeah. I thought that that's – we'll talk a little bit more about that coming up. Um, But I think the the ideal word there is competition. It seems like at a lot of different positions, there's competition from the quarterback to, like you said, the offensive line, Um, all of them. um, Did anybody really stand out individually for you so far? On the offensive line or in general? In general. Well, I've heard, and I'm very happy with this, I've heard the name Cam Hart being tossed around, who's a cornerback. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think I said at the beginning of the spring practice that I wanted him to have a good practice. So very happy with that. Um, apparently last year he was kind of battling, battling an injured shoulder and he got that right. kind of fixed over, um, the break. And so he's, yeah, he's another one well. that, oh, sorry. I was saying he's doing well. That's it. Oh yeah. You know, he's another one with the outstanding size, kind of like, a, a Kyle Hamilton type, uh, with big size for that position. Um, and that'd be nice if he kind of, uh, stepped up this year, that'd be a real, real uh, win for the Irish on the defensive side of the ball. Anybody on the offensive side of the ball that's that you've been noticing well it's i mean it's difficult to kind of overlook the quarterbacks right right, so basically what um coach kelly said was um he talked a lot about jack cone tyler buckner and ron paulus um i would assume because drew pine you know he kind of knows what to expect with him at this point Mm -hmm. i mean those three are new and he just said that buckner Buckner made a lot of progress progress this spring which makes sense because he didn't play a senior year right he had the lowest starting point yeah, um, and then Jack Cohn has just been impressing um, everyone because he just is, has a stronger arm. And I just thought it was surprising that Ron Paulus was even getting work in, but that's yeah. good. <laughs> so did I, um, actually. You're right. Uh, 
uh, yeah, uh, I've been impressed with all, the, all those two. I think Buckner stepping up is going to be really – that's going to be fun to watch. Uh, and he could throw himself right into the quarterback battle. Right now it seems pine versus cone. The pine-cone battle, as we call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but uh, Braden Lindsay, I, I saw make a few nice catches over – and I thought that's impressive. Jordan Johnson uh, still doing well, um, which is great to see. He made a nice catch in the corner that we saw. Um so, and like I said, a lot of competition at the other position. So really, really good to see. All right. And so let's talk a little bit about the different groups. You kind of touched on it with the offensive line, but is there a best unit that you see a best group uh, out there um, in, in total? We don't have to go offense defense. Is there a best unit that you think is right now the premier unit for the, for the Irish, the deepest? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say our defensive linemen because last episode when we were talking about captains, it seemed like a lot of them came from the defensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, we have like Myron Tagavaloa, Amosa, Kurt Heinish, Isaiah Foskey, and then we have new people like Alex Ahrensberger mm-hmm. and the, um, the, is it the Adam uh, Malola twins? Yeah. 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 yeah that, that's what I say. Don't, don't leave them out. Cause I think the Adam Malola, Adam Malola? Adam I'm not. <laughs> they're twins. Yeah, they're both going to be great, but I think they're stepping up uh, to the point that we're probably going to have to remember their names. So uh, we'll look at that for the next time. But um, yeah, I agree with you. The defensive line looks pretty strong. Um, I've actually been impressed with the wide receivers, which I didn't think I would say before um, this, but the wide receivers with Lindsey stepping up and Johnson, if, if those guys can take that step for Joe Wilkins made a nice catch in the end zone. I saw uh, during the practices. Um and I think actually our quarterbacks could be without, I mean, because the, with the addition of Cone, Pine stepping up with Buckner, that's a real battle. Um, could be a deeper type. And mm, although mm, now, now I'm thinking about it, I think I'm going to go with the linebackers. I'm going to go with, oh. I'm going to go with Drew White and Bo Bauer and uh, Maris Latufu and um, yeah. um, getting, what's his name? Ja- uh, Kaiser. Kaiser. Ja- Kaiser, yeah. Uh, a lot of depth there at the linebacker position, I think our defense is looking really solid. All right. How, what's the one group that concerns you, Maggie? What's the unit that we're, we were hoping to f- develops more? I don't know if concern is the right word because like, I don't know. Um, because we're pretty deep. I, I, yeah. I would say, well, because I would say defensive backs and of course, you know, yeah, I like Kyle Hamilton. I like Cam Hart. Um, but I just feel like last year, especially when Cam Hart wasn't playing as much, um, we didn't really. I mean, our cornerbacks were okay, but mm-hmm, especially this right. year when we lost Sean Crawford and um, Mick Mc, McLeod. Mick McLeod, yeah. Um, I'm a little bit worried because I don't know who really is going to play cornerback, and I know we might have to rely on some of our younger guys. Yep. Um, and I feel, you know, strong with Kyle at the safety Bracey position, but well. I just I don't know. Yeah, I agree with you that the defensive backs are going to be something um, to watch for. Um, hopefully, if the defensive line improves, then or does well, then your defensive backs do better. Um, I'm going to say the offensive. You touched on it earlier. I'm going to say the offensive line is the cons- biggest concern. You're right. Concern is the wrong one. The what? The wrong term. Um, I think the biggest growth is going to come from our offensive line, just because they're untested. Um, Josh Lug and um, the, the the freshman um, uh, Blake Fisher and uh, Spindler. I think getting reps. Is great, but it also makes you concerned. Like, why aren't the others stepping up? Um, oh, what's the kid? And now I'm trying to think of uh, 
the tackle huge guy who i think is gonna actually uh oh my goodness i can't remember his name I don't, i'm just gonna start naming people so tell yeah. me this okay is um is it tosh baker yes thank oh. you very much first first out of the box i think he's gonna have a good year and really step forward i think he's gonna actually be really good in a couple of years but it's gonna be a really interesting year to watch him play this year he's so big um and we'll see if he can uh get his feet moving a little bit um and not look quite so awkward sometimes but um anyway the offensive line it's a good thing to have they are deep 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 and we'll see um what comes out of them all right and and the reason why that is is because they lost four starters. Um, and speaking of losing four starters, those have all gone on to the draft. Let's talk about the draft. Last week, we made our draft picks. I believe we picked the first three or four picks, correct? Three mm-hmm. or four. We said Owusu Koromora. We both kind of agreed he's going to be the first one out of the box. And I think we agreed that Eichenberg would be the second pick. I, I think so. And then, Unless you said Tremble. No. And then I, we, we flip-flopped on, I think, Tremble and Banks. Yeah. Yep. All right. So... But we have the first four. Those are the first four in whatever order you want going as Notre Dame players. Let's talk a little bit of the deep, deeper rounds. Mm-hmm. So who do you have going next for Notre Dame um, or in the later rounds? I'm going to say Robert Hainsey. Yeah. Um, because I feel pretty confident that all of our offensive linemen are going to get drafted um, within seven rounds. But I think Hainsey, because of his senior bowl performance, I would say Tommy Kramer, um, but I just feel like he hasn't he didn't do quite enough to stand out maybe, especially when you have those other three right. going before him. I'm going to agree with you. It's Hainsey. Um, and I also agree with you. I think that whoever picks Tommy Kramer is going to get a real fine in, in draft, a real bargain. Uh, I think he's a player that's going to play in the league for 10 years at least. And so, you know, you're talking about a real fine there in the fifth round, if he goes in the fifth round. So um, Tommy Kramer I think is going to be a jewel for some people. And I think Robert Hainsey is going to be a great player too. I think you already did a lot yourself in that. This is all the ramp up to it. All right. So who else you got going? Are you just going to end it there? Well, no, then I would say Kramer. Okay. Would be next. Okay. Um, because just the novelty of a Notre Dame offensive lineman still being on the board at some sure. point. Um, and he's no schlub. No. Um, so I would say um, Kramer next. Now, be one of our defensive linemen. Okay, yeah, that's true. We still got Haynes, Haynes, uh, Haynes we still got Dalen Hayes and uh, Ade Okendeje out there. Mm-hmm. So who do you have next then? Well, I'm not really sure if it's going to be who's going to be first, Hayes or Okendeje, because I've seen a few mock drafts and I see them going pretty much in the same. Like sometimes I've seen them go back to back. Um, I have them going around like round five or six, either way. Right. Um, I'm going to say Hayes first because he had a better – um, senior bowl, but that's just going off one thing. Yeah. And I think what you do is you get Hayes as the more, um, established player. Um, but Okendeje has probably the higher ceiling as far as boy, that guy, he could really be something. Um, but Hayes also brings leadership to your team. And he's a guy kid who really showed himself as a leader at Notre Dame. And, and you're just getting in both of them, really just great. All, all the Notre Dame guys, you're getting players that you don't have to worry about. Um, so, but I would go, yeah, I think Hayes is going to go first and then Okendeje right pretty much the same area after him. And then, do we have anybody else? Yeah. Well, this is like my last one that I'm pretty sure about. And then the rest are kind of like, maybe they'll get drafted. Probably not. Um, Ian Book. Uh, there is a lot of depth in the quarterback class, but I feel like if he falls to around six or seven, um, he'll be a quality maybe like second string for just a while. 
Um, I would like him to come to the 49ers, but I've also seen him going to like the Steelers or the Washington football team as maybe a backup. Um, well, if he comes to the 49ers, he's going to be a backup too, I'm sure. Well, of course, but I want to be backup at um, in San Francisco. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And, and perhaps a bit of a hot take here by me, <laughs> if we're going to use that <laughs> term. Um, I, I look at his stats and I, I've told you this off, off out of the podcast that um, if he had played for BYU, his numbers probably would have been at or better than Zach Wilson's. And Zach Wilson will be the number two pick in this draft and, and book will be somewhere in the sixth or seventh round. Um, I think Wilson's a little bigger, obviously, and probably has a little bit bigger of an arm, but book wins a ton of games against high quality talent. He is a bright kid. He, he is a scrambler. He's a Joe Montana type. He's been compared to Joe Montana again. Or Baker Mayfield. And right. Well, that's what I was going to say. And hit all of his workout numbers were the same as Baker Mayfield. So again, you're going to get a great, great, uh, a chance for a great play pick in the sixth round if you're taking Ian book. So um, yeah, if the 49ers should take him, I think that'd be fantastic. Um, and then anybody else you think might sneak in there? I mean, we've pretty much talked about all the ones that we see as kind of, they're pretty much going to go. Is there anybody else you think might sneak in there? I mean, the only person I can think of is Nick McLeod because of the, was it the Aloha Bowl? Right. When he was named like defensive MVP and he had like two picks in a game. Um, so I sense that he'll go in the seventh round or maybe just like undrafted, but a really good pickup. Well, didn't he also run like a four, three at the pro day? Yeah. Four, three, seven. Yeah, so that's I mean, impressive as well. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why Nick McLeod isn't getting, we talked about this last week. I don't know why he's not getting enough um, pub out there. It's at least a late round pick, if not somewhere in the mid round, but um, but we'll see. We'll see. I think Nick McLeod, I agree with you. you know Ben Spronick love for you. I mean, honestly, his injury just was so unfortunate. And he couldn't really participate in Pro Day to the best of his ability, and he couldn't participate in the Senior Bowl. And I like Ben Skoranek, and I think he's... Thank you for listening. Join us next Friday night for another episode of A Dad and a Daughter Talk Notre Dame Football.